Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Colleen Edwards-Chesley. I am the founding director of Powerful Moon of the Gulf Coast, and you are listening to Women in Leadership, which is sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio X. I am so excited to be here today. We have two wonderful guests in the studio, and I can't wait to get to their information. But before we do that, I do want to mention some more information about the organization for anyone out there listening today. Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast is a local organization here in Pensacola, Florida, and we do a number of different things. We offer monthly networking meetings for women. We do those both in Pensacola and also in Gulf Breeze. We also offer an educational series called Power Up for both men and women. So anyone that wants to learn some more skills about networking, sales skills, business information as far as business efficiency and also networking, they can build those skills in in classes that we do once a week. We are actually starting our next power-up session next week. So we will be meeting on both Mondays and Thursdays. We're rolling out two classes this time. So you can come to either one of those classes. If you come to both of them, you're going to get the same class um, twice a week which is fine, but these are hour and a half long classes. They're full of education and great information for, like I said, either women or men in business that want to take their knowledge to the next level. We also offer an annual conference that comes up in October. So we'll be talking about some information. We are really close to locking in our keynote for this next year. So that information should be coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. And we do other things too. We take part in um, some charitable events. We give money to Gulf Coast Kids at House here locally, which is a great local nonprofit as well. And we just have a lot of, a lot of fun. If you want to get involved in the organization, check out our website. Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast is our Facebook page. And then our website is powerfulwomengulfcoast.com. And we'd love to share your information too. So if you want to get to know us and pick up one of our magazines or or just get to know us in our monthly meetings, we'd love to meet you as well. All right. So now to our guests for today. I've got two wonderful women in the studio with me today. And the first one I'd like to introduce is Jenny Muller. Jenny and I have known each other for um, several years now. And Jenny actually moved here from Louisiana. I think she wasn't really supposed to be moving here, but she came here to find a, her true beach home. And she fell in love with a opportunity for a painting studio. I've been to the studio a number of different times. And as a matter of fact, with Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, we've got an event coming up on March 15th where we are actually going to, as an, as an organization, come to Painting with a Twist and go through the Painting with a Twist experience. But for anybody that's not been there, which surprises me that anybody hasn't seen what you do yet, how many people can take part in this? It's group events, isn't it? It can be group or it can be your own private parties. Uh, we typically have anybody, anywhere from 20 to 30 people in a class because, again, we're not just a class. We are a fun time out. Come on over, get away from your computer, your phone, and share a little bit of me time with us. Absolutely. So individuals can do this. This can be something like a date night. Do you Absolutely. Also do corporate team building. We do like team building. We also do offsites. If you want us to come to your uh, place of business, we don't do residential homes. Um, it's it's a 
a different thing to do. You get to come over. You, It's really hard to think about other things when you're putting the paint on the canvas. Uh, we encourage singing and dancing. Uh, so what I like to tell people is come on over to my house and we're not going to watch a video tonight. We're going to paint. Awesome. Awesome. And like I mentioned, I've been through the experience a number of times and it's really cool because you do come back. You don't come back with it with a, something that you just go, oh, that was a fun experience. Let me put this piece of art now in the closet. You actually, these are nice pieces of art that you could hang up in your house. These are good themes and, and really good um, showcase pieces that you can actually display afterwards too. Yes. We have a lot of our local iconic uh, landmarks in Pensacola in our library. Our library consists currently of 7,000 different pieces of art that are, wow. is copyrighted through our, our home office. Um, but there's themes for almost any interest. Our open class schedule is published on our website. When you do a private event, you may choose from the library what you want the featured painting to be. Very cool. And then you also do couples classes where you create the you both create the same thing or you actually create something that as a couple goes together it, we offer both where okay. you're doing the same type the same painting each of you and then it's almost a competition mm-hmm. or we offer the ones where you work on half of a painting that at the end of the session come together to make one larger painting very cool. Very cool. That sounds really great. And I know you do have a, a great website and you've got a really big Facebook following as well. So tell our listeners if they're interested in this, tell us where they can go to either come into the studio or to find you on some of the different um, mediums that you offer. Well, our Facebook page is Pensacola Painting with a Twist. Um, our website is paintingwiththetwist.com forward slash Pensacola. We're located in the Target Winn-Dixie uh, Shopping Center on Bayou Boulevard. And we are there every day except Monday. So come on by. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Yes. I can't wait for our March uh, 15th event. That's going to be a lot of fun. And the event is uh, actually a fundraiser. We'll be donating mm-hmm. 50% of the proceeds back to powerful women of the Gulf Coast. So you all look for it coming up soon. Absolutely. And we decided also to make it a networking event, too, where attendees can bring their brochures and business cards, flyers, whatever they've got going on in their business. And we'll set up a separate area in the room that people can display all their their information so that they can get to know the other people in the room and maybe build some business partners out of it as well. Yes, that's one of the things Painting with a Twist uh, strives to do is to be part of our community in every way that we can. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. I'm glad to have you here. We also have another guest in the room today, Christine Rushing. Christine and I have known each other for a little while, too. And when I first met you, Christine, I remember you guys were up on, was it Creighton Road? Yes, uh, north side of town, 2100 Creighton Road. Yep. And I remember you were um, in the insurance business and... Um, already starting to move up the ranks. Um, you weren't quite married yet, I don't think, were you? No, not yet. Uh, about We got married one year after we started the agency. That's right. And I do remember a, 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 a kind of a personal story um, is that you guys were there when my husband and I got engaged, right? Yes. Ah, yeah, I, I know that was so that. random. We were at the ballpark. Yes. Yes. And it was, uh, it was at the Blue Wahoo Stadium. And of course, I didn't know I was about to get engaged. And, um, in the video, I think our engagement video, I think you guys are like in the background. We were. And, yeah. and I really thought to myself, I was like, that is so sweet. Someone's getting engaged. And, and when I noticed that it was you guys, that was just, that was a really fun moment. Yeah. That was really awesome. So we'll always have that connection. That's 
really cool. But I remember back then, Christine, you and Reed were both doing um, personal and also commercial insurance. And you were just operating out of a small area, but you guys have grown tremendously since then. You guys are now located downstairs, and now you're part of Beck Partners Holdings, which actually has several different areas. So tell me how that growth's been. Tell me what you guys are doing now and and um, fill, fill our audience in. Absolutely. It's been a, a really humbling journey for us. Um, when we really, when Reed and I thought about starting the agency, we, our clients meant so much to us. And by listening to what our clients needed, we wanted to be able to provide other services that they were looking for. And we've always had the thought of we wanted to, to possibly branch out into real estate, maybe mortgages um, and other service lines. And a mutual friend actually introduced us with um, to Justin Beck and, and his dad back when his dad was in the business because they were having the same conversation. And that took place in 2014. So we really started the conversations and uh, we were we wanted to make sure that we were aligned um, culturally between both of our businesses, but also mm-hmm. that our leadership styles really complemented each other. So uh, it was quite lengthy. And, and after about a year or so with um, discussions and consultants, uh, we decided to come together. And it has been such a wonderful partnership. Um, I love, love working with the leadership team. Um, it, you know, it's funny, even though I read with, uh, I work with Reed, um, being a husband, we work really well together, which is, um, I think a blessing, mm-hmm. uh, cause that's about many people can do that from what that's I understand. True. Well, you guys started working together though and not as husband and wife. Right. Right. So I think that is different than trying. I love my husband, but I don't think my husband and I could work together. But we didn't know each other, or we didn't work together before we got married. I think that makes a difference. It really does. I, I don't know if it would have been the same if that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything happens for a reason. So, I, you know, this is just part of the journey. So it's it's been a fun journey. That's very cool. Well, I am super excited for y'all's growth. It's just been amazing to watch you over these couple of years. I'm shocked, though. You said 2014. A lot's happened in a couple of years. Yes, it really has. Um, we've, and that really goes to prove when you really, when you surround yourself with people uh, that make you better. Uh, and in this case, it's our partnership. It's our entire team that a lot can really happen. Mm-hmm. And it's been absolutely amazing. We've opened up an office in Mobile, um, one in Tallahassee. Um, this year, just alone this year, we're before, um, we've already hired two people. We're in the process of hiring three more. So it's, it's, been a very fun journey. That's very cool. Now, do you still just specialize in the insurance portion of the business? Um, I actually handle my role now has evolved into the um, operations of the entire organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I've spent a lot of my time. Uh, my passion also still lies in insurance. Mm-hmm. So I do have some clients that I work with, but now we've developed our team. We're at, we're adding more people to the team so that will allow me to still be in it, but also really focus on the growth, growth of the company. Awesome. Very cool. And if we have some listeners out there that may want to do business with you, what would they mostly be doing? Looking for mortgages, insurance, and obviously a number of different things. Yes, absolutely. It's commercial real estate. So we handle the leasing and brokerage of commercial real estate. We also handle the property management of, of 
built um, buildings. We have a lot of clients that are located um, in other states and across the country. Mm-hmm. So we handle the the management of those buildings. And we also have our insurance arm, which is all lines. So we handle business insurance, workers' compensation, homeowners, auto, life insurance. Um, the only thing that we don't do on the insurance side is health insurance. Okay, wonderful. So yeah, anybody that's looking for a commercial uh property to purchase, somebody that already has a commercial property needs somebody to manage it. And then anybody that that owns any of that obviously needs insurance. Absolutely. So you're covering a number of different areas. We are. And that's the advantage that we bring to the table is actually having a team of professionals that can help them walk them through the process, whether or not they're a new investor or a new owner or someone who is looking to expand their portfolio. We have the team members that can walk them through the entire process. How daunting is that for somebody that decides I want to purchase a commercial commercial business. And I know, Jenny, you could probably talk, speak to this a little bit because you've gone through this now with three studios. So how important would it be for you, Jenny, to have somebody like Christine that could handle all areas of, of, of that without having to go out and find each different individual to handle those different pieces? Well, I think it's crucial to have somebody that you can establish a good working relationship uh, with on, on the insurance side. But even more importantly is somebody that um, is going to be the management of the commercial space that you would be leasing. And that's very daunting when you're a small business owner mm-hmm. and you really don't know all the nuances of what it takes to be in commercial space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because and you and I talked about it with the negotiating with someone who's not from the area or even the contracts that you have to read through. Yes, it, it, ta- it takes way more time than what a lot of people think. It's not like renting an apartment. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's, I wouldn't even begin to know, I've not owned commercial real estate. I wouldn't even begin to know where you start. It's not like you can Google, you know, a quick answer to, oh, what does this term mean? Or what is, you know, what's the next step? I mean, it's a, it's a very complicated process and probably very different for every single property that somebody would look at. Yeah, absolutely. It it is. And it's understanding the language um, and, Mm -hmm. and understanding that some of those items are negotiables. So mm-hmm. it's having that professional walk you through that. Absolutely. So that's a great benefit. Thank you so much, Christine, for what you do. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they are interested in 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 working with you guys? Absolutely. We've got a great social media presence so they can reach us on Facebook at Team Beck. We also have a LinkedIn and we're on Twitter as well, or they can visit our website at teambeck.com. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations to both you and Reed for all you guys have done, not only personally, but professionally. Thank you. Um, You're great quality people. And it's wonderful to know that we have resources like you in this Pensacola area. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, Colleen. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies. So now we're going to talk about some information about women in leadership. So we've got a lot of different questions, but I really kind of wanted to dive in. Christine and I were talking a little earlier today um, about um, your role that you've, that you've had with, um, with, um, Pensacola Young Professionals. Um, Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast does have a little bit of mentoring involved in it as well. Um, we don't have a structured program, but I know that, um, Pensacola Young Professionals does have structured mentoring. And you've been a part of that structured mentoring in the past, haven't you, Christine? I have. Tell uh, us about that experience. Sure, absolutely. It's, um, when someone thinks about mentoring, sometimes from the mentor standpoint, it can be a little intimidating because, you really want to be able to provide them with the information that they're looking for, the resources, or to really guide them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was a, a little intimidated at first, uh, but it has been such a great experience, very rewarding. Um, I've been 
formally mentoring for about a couple of years. And that's really led to some informal uh, mentoring processes or opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's wonderful because sometimes we go through life thinking that the challenges that you encounter are very unique. But in essence, really, everyone goes through the same challenges. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. just approached differently and it's to have that sounding board. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a sense of appreciation for reliving and sharing my experiences that hopefully it's almost like being a parent that you don't want them to go through. But sometimes they, they do have to go through it. And there, are, there is growing pains to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's been a, a very rewarding experience for me. Awesome. And so mentoring for you is not giving people the answers of how to do something, like giving them the checklist. Okay, you're going to do this and do this and do this. But being more, let them letting them learn, but also not letting them, you know, take those complete, you know, dives off the wrong end either, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's... Uh, and I've learned that mentoring for me is coaching. You know, you, you want to coach them and you want to guide them, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that's going to replace actually experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't trade all the mistakes and the failures that I've ever had because that's really what um, what's brought me to where I am. And, Absolutely. It, you know, so it, that that part's important. That's very cool. And I and I read the book Lean In. Actually, Jenny gave me a copy of Lean In. And in Lean In, they talk a lot about mentoring. And they talk about her philosophy is that traditional structured mentoring has kind of gone by the wayside for the busy professional. You know, if you're expected to say, I'm going to set aside every Tuesday from two to four to meet with this one, you know, mentor, um, that gets very difficult for a lot of women in business. So she really, Cheryl Sandberg's really talked a lot and lean in about how it really has gravitated more towards that informal type of mentoring. So that's the area that you really do more in now, Christine. So how do you handle informal mentoring when there's really no boundaries, there's no guidelines, there's no, you know, structure to it? How, what is informal mem- mentoring for you? It's a relationship. You know, that's really how it has been as a relationship. It's having that resource. If there's a challenge that's come up or you have this idea and you want to just bounce that idea off of someone, uh, it's, it really, it's just about a relationship. And the reason why, and I wanted to, to really mention this, that mentoring is so important to me is I've had a lot of wonderful mentors. A lot of them don't even know they're my mentors. You know, um, a lot of them were books. A lot of them were just, you know, just watching them. And some of them were formal. And, you know, it, it's just, it all, it comes in different avenues. And it's to really see the opportunity for, to be able to learn and grow, but also to, to pass it on and, and help others. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's important that you mentioned that's, that some people don't even realize that they've been your mentors. You know, I think about that too, when I'm doing something in front of other people that can see, because you never know, obviously I've had a lot of mentors too, that didn't know they were my mentors, but how many of us are living through our lives and don't realize we're actually mentoring somebody else? with either those good actions or those bad actions that we just, you know, do during our business day and don't even realize it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's just even in your own businesses, you've got peers. Of course, you have children um, and, you know, there are children's friends. It's it's constant and it's every single day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you, Jenny? I would assume that you've got a lot of mentoring relationships out there, both mentors and mentees as well. Well, I, too, have been so lucky all of my life to have people come cross paths that ended up being a mentor that I would have never dreamed would take the time. And so now at this stage of of my life, I try to mentor every young woman that crosses my path, either just by 
offering a, a, a word of encouragement or offering a word of caution. Uh, one of the big things I'm passionate about with younger women um, is the need for financial responsibility and understanding how you can make such a significant difference in your financial life by learning to budget. Mm-hmm. Because running a business is, or is very much like running a household. You mm-hmm. still, it's just more dot, more zeros, if mm-hmm. you want to say. Was the numbers are bigger, but the concept is very much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, for me, that's one thing that I try to offer, especially with my staff. Uh, the tools that I've learned over forty years of business that they can implement in their own homes. I also encourage and sponsor memberships because let's face it, young families don't always have the extra $150 to join Pensacola Young Professionals Mm -hmm. or any of the other groups in town that would help them further their careers. Mm -hmm. And I too think it's a very, very organic um, opportunity that we can sometimes make a huge difference just by setting an example. And I never anticipated that Looking back on my career, I know that that's what happened for me. Yeah. And you, Jenny, um, I'm going to share something. I hope you're okay with this because we're on the radio, so we can't really take it back. But um, you've actually been known to purchase financial programs for people yeah. to help them learn financial management. Yeah. That's huge. As an employer, I wouldn't expect most employees would would imagine that their employer would go to those steps. I mean, employers purchase tools for employees to be better at their jobs, but how many of the employers out there purchase tools for their employees to be better in their personal lives too? I think that when we find success in our our personal financial world and in our business world, I I believe that part of being a good businesswoman is helping the one behind, Mm -hmm. the next one coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, because it takes a village to be a successful businesswoman. Uh, I never anticipated this studio giving me the opportunities to help other women who cross my paths. And I, mm-hmm. there's there, the joy you receive, you can't explain. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to ask you about that. How do you feel when these women come back and you see them saving money and you see them making positive changes in their financial life. How does that, how does that make you feel? Do you just get all giddy and run around? (laughs) You do. And and when they share their successes that they've now have an emergency fund saved that they never knew before that they should have or that they could have. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the small things that I think sometimes make the biggest difference as a mentor. And Mm -hmm. you know, that's absolutely right. And it's, I think it's so wonderful that you do that because one of the things coming back to our business, when Reed and I took the leap of faith to start our business, um, it Reed went a year without taking a salary. And I went um, actually several months and it's because of that, because of that financial savings that I had, we were able to do that. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think that prevents a lot of people from taking that leap of faith because they're tied to that paycheck. They can't leave that paycheck. And then when you have that security different opportunities arise and they can take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it sounds like both of you ladies have mentored a lot of people. What tips can you give a potential mentee out there? Like how do they, how do they find women like you? Have, have you just, obviously I know Jenny, you talked about a lot of these are your employees, but how Christine, have you come across some of these different um, mentees? Have they approached you or have you approached them? I think a little bit of both. Um, and, and it's, 
kind of, I, I think it just, um, it just happens when someone's at the right time and they're ready or, or even I'm going to speak for myself as being a, a mentee looking for a mentor is aligning yourself with someone who has your values, um, someone who really, um, is strong in where you want to grow. And, and I've had to overcome some fear of asking someone, um, or even just, a, you know, just scheduling lunch or breakfast or coffee and just, you know, letting them know that, you know, you, you want someone to bounce some ideas off of. And I think that sometimes can be the challenge is being too afraid to mm-hmm. do something. And it's mm-hmm. just getting over that. Uh, and the one thing I've learned with that is they are more, they are so grateful to help and they're always very willing to help. So for those that are looking for a mentor, don't be afraid because there's someone there that wants to help. And it's just uh, taking that first step to ask. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jenny, what tips can you give somebody that might be a potential mentee? How do they handle the relationship from their side? What can they do to be respectful? What can they do to be considerate? What can they do to be a good a good mentee? I think most um, people that end up in a mentor situation don't really even think that they have the skills. What What do I do different that you don't know? Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you, Christine. Uh, for anybody that's looking for someone to to give them help and support, if it's someone you admire, you just need to ask them, do, would you have 30 minutes where I could just sit and ask you questions? I think they'll be so flattered uh, mm-hmm. and so honored. And that's been my case over my, my business life. I just would just say, I need help. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with with. Asking for help, whether it's to another businesswoman or another businessman. Mm-hmm. I think we, I think the, um, the reason it's become more informal is because that's how we as women operate better, where it's mm-hmm. something where we can, we feel, uh, safe and trusted, trust the other person to be kind. I think mm-hmm. that's a huge part of what women bring to the business atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is there any requirement on the mentor side that your answers have to be right? Or that you have to have the the perfect solution for them? Or is it a lot of it just sharing, hey, this is what my experience was. This may or may not work for you. But let me, you know, tell tell you how I would have handled that or how, you know, I may look at that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that's, you know, I always tell anybody that's asking me, this is how I did this particular task. If it's a matter of opinion, they have to know it's an opinion. It, it's not... Uh, a fact. It's not a, a process. If mm-hmm. they're looking for process and system advice, there's a whole lot of other formal education out there. For me, mentoring is more of the emotional support and mm-hmm. helping them find those avenues for the real education they're looking for. Absolutely. I'd have to agree with that. It's, you know, part of it is just sharing the resources because you got to where you are because of the resources that you were able to learn and obtain. Mm -hmm. And it's just sharing that with them. It's, I I don't think there's any requirement that you've got to be right because at at the same time, you know, we've, we've failed and made a lot of mistakes to get here. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's just a combination of everything. That's awesome. And it doesn't sound like it has to be so formal that it has to be a lunch meeting or it has to be a face-to-face meeting. Do some of your mentoring relationships um, spill over into texts and emails and maybe Facebook messaging and, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All of the above. Catching somebody on the side of the road and going, hey, I need your help. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that information on mentoring. I think that's very helpful. I think there's a lot of women out there that really could utilize some more mentoring relationships. And I know for me, a lot of times just learning what other people are doing, whether it's going to be the exact same thing I'm going to do or maybe something totally different, just realizing that that they've been there before and that that, you know, that that there's some support out there. I think that's um, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more, um, too. I want to talk to you, Christine. Since your role has changed dramatically, um, you have gone from a sitting in the office processing insurance uh, quotes to somebody that now is the COO and the um, the overseeing an entire operation. So when that happened, I'm assuming that you didn't get less emails and you didn't have less meetings and you didn't have more free time, right? You probably got even more push for time. Yes. Yes. A stress. It was very stressful. Um, and, it, and it's funny because one of the challenges, and I know I'll admit this, is that uh, I'm not a very good delegator. Mm. I'm not a very good delegator. I love, love, I'm very passionate about developing our people, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't delegate very well. And that's something that I've had to learn to do is you delegate. And in my opinion, it, for delegation for me, it's I didn't want, my thought process was I didn't want to burden anybody else because I'm adding more to their plate. Mm-hmm. And I have learned that by delegating, you're empowering Mm-hmm. And it it's such a and this actually happened recently with some you know we're we're looking at acquisitions and we're looking at growing and I've had to delegate some things and just you know and I was really dreading those conversations but when we had those conversations they knew they they've already had the training and I've trained them to to take whatever it was that I was handing over. And they were so grateful. It was, you know, on the look on their face was, it's about time. So for <laughs> me, it was, you know, that was kind of a big testimony of sometimes I have to get over myself um, and what I think and whatever my fears are or apprehensions may be. Uh, so it's, uh, for me, I've come to the conclusion that delegation is empowering. You know, it's funny. I share that same um same fear myself. I have always had a struggle with delegation. I recently heard a quote, and this is, um, I have, I've taken a little bit of a shift in another business that I'm in, involved in where I'm in management. And I've never really been in management before. I've always been an employee. I've always been a business owner. I've always been an entrepreneur, but I've never really been a manager. And somebody told me the difference between managing and doing it, your, do, being an employee is when you're an employee, you do the work yourself. But when you're a manager, you have to teach somebody, you have to let somebody else do the work for you. And that's really hard as somebody, um, somebody, it's hard for me to watch somebody else do the work. And that's what you have to do as a manager is you have to, you can't do it for them. You can't, um, you know, really help them with it. You've got to just sit, sit back and manage them through that process. Um, and that, and that was a, that's, it is still a tough lesson for me to learn for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, it's, it's great. And as we continue to grow, you have to think that you can't do everything yourself. And if you're mm-hmm. going to grow, you have to have that your team. You've got to have your team behind you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's to really develop and empower them because he, because of them is the reason why you can grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know, Jenny, I think you had something to share, too, on the delegation side, too. I think as women, we sometimes um, expect ourselves to be able to do every task, especially when 
you've been a mom mm-hmm. uh, because the buck stops there. And so you do it my way or I'll just do it myself because right. I want it done my way. And then right. when you learn to delegate, you realize there's more than one way to do most everything. Not One's not better usually. It's mm-hmm. just a different style. And then you learn that even if those people that you've delegated to make a mistake, so long as it was because of lack of knowledge, you can always correct the mistakes. Absolutely. I tell my team all the time, we're not brain surgeons. No one dies if we make a mistake. And so we'll we'll figure out why. And then the next time will be even better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's a good point because it's through those mistakes that you become better. Yeah. So it, that's what I was just going to add. That's what you mentioned earlier, Christine. It's that you've gained the most from your failures and from your struggles and from the things that maybe haven't gone right. So, you know, and I do, I've always worried about that with delegating. Well, what if they mess it up? Well, what if, you know, we have to redo it? Well, just like you mentioned, that's an opportunity for them to learn a valuable lesson that, that may be that, that paradigm shift that they needed in their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, all of them, it, it's when you can develop them, they're aspiring for something greater as well. I, I don't think that um, if you've, if you have team members in your organization um, that view it as their own and Jenny, you and I talked about this. Yes. It, it's such a cool thing is if they treat your business like their own, they're going to want to grow with it. And through delegation, through the mentoring is, is how they can do that. That's really cool. Right. That's really cool. So what other time um, st- or time management struggles have you run into, Christine, besides delegation as you've grown into this much larger role? Wow. Um, all kinds. I, it's <laughs> appointment, really just setting appointments and, and um, underestimating how long sometimes a certain tasks or certain projects will take. How do you handle that? Oh, every um, I live and die by my calendar. So I, I utilize Outlook for everything. So. Are you a time blocker? I am. Are, okay. So how do you do your time blocking? Oh, you mean like time blocker for as far as checking emails and... Yeah, just okay. for managing tasks throughout the day besides just appointments. I mean, obviously, you've got to put your appointments in a calendar, but do you put other things in your calendar like things you have to get done and, and you know, limit them to a certain amount of time or... Um, how do you handle that? I used two things. I, I really tried and I struggled with technology with putting time blocking and tasks on technology. And mm-hmm. I've, I've really, I was really thinking that was all I was going to do. But I have found that I use my calendar to be able to manage appointments, um, and meetings that I have. And I have a separate calendar where I prioritize every single day. I'll prioritize at the end of the day what I'm going to be doing for the next day. And I also have it planned out. And I have it based on what is critical that needs to be done. And and then there's other to-dos that if I get to it, great. If not, then that can carry over. So for me, it's really just structuring my day, acknowledging it's like eat the frog. I, have I was going to gonna say, that's morning. straight out of eat the yeah. frog. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. I have to do. So you do that hardest task first, the most important task first. Yes. Yeah, I have to, especially at the rate that we're growing right now. Yeah, yeah it's... um. It, Otherwise, what would be my biggest challenge is putting out fires because there's a lot of unexpected things that happen throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that list of priorities, you just get so thrown off. Mm -hmm. Well, nobody applauds you at the end of the day because you caught up on your emails or because you did, you know, the 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 menial tasks that, you know, really don't make a difference. It's if you miss those really big tasks, then your business does, you know, change drastically. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It all builds on each other. It really does. It really does. And do you ever have enough time to get everything done? No. 
Okay. <laughs> so what do you do? Um, does that, does that harbor on you? Does that weigh heavy that, you know, Hey, I still haven't finished, you know, all these other things. Or do you get to a point where you just decide I need to cross some things off my list and maybe never get these things done? It really forces you to, to really think about what is a priority. Um, I was just watching a webinar this morning about, uh, what Warren Buffett, some advice that Warren Buffett um, provided somebody else. And I think sometimes we tend to overload our list of a lot of things that we think is important and maybe, maybe it's goals. Maybe it's a lot of things that we want to do, but it really forces you to focus on what is critical Mm -hmm. and whether or not that's goals, whether or not that's projects that you're working on. And, and for me, that's, that's what it's gone down to is really just taking a lot of things that I'd like to do, but it's really not critical Mm -hmm. and allowing me to focus on what's critical. And, that's really what I'm challenged with right now. Since we're growing, we're looking at acquisitions, you know, it's, I've really had to really narrow down my calendar to what is critical, what do we need to do, what, what is going to impact our organization and our team members. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, if that's, if it's not on that list, and it's something that is definitely not critical. So I'll just put that aside. So if it's not on that list, you don't do it. No. That's great. She delegates it. I was going to yeah. say, <laughs> that is amazing. I'm you know, learning. <laughs> you know what gets on my list? Um, and maybe this is because I'm a people person is there's a lot of times on my list are people, are things other people want me to do. And that's hard for me because if somebody asks me to do something, then it goes on my list. But in my mind, somehow it goes at a higher priority than the things that I've designated myself to do. And, and that's not really good. So I have to tend to, you know, look back at my list and go, wait a minute. Why am I doing, you know, all these 10 different things that have nothing to do with my mission and my, you know, survival? They have to do with other things that people ask me to do. Right. Absolutely. And it's interesting. Um, we, as far as our business is concerned, our, our leadership, have you ever read that book, Traction? Or no. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's a, it really talks about um, your operating system within your organization. And that's something that we just rolled out to our entire leadership team. And it's, it's really helped with staying focused on what's critical to the organization and to the goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that's really helped us as well. I was going to say traction. Do you remember who wrote it or w- what the cover looks like or anything like that? It's an orange cover, but I okay. think it's Gene Wickman who, okay. who's the author. Um, awesome. Traction is, is really like a how to. It really walks you step by step. And they have a secondary book called Get a Grip that really puts it in a story format. So it's a lot easier to digest of what it really looks like in an organization. Okay. Uh, But so far, it has been outstanding. That is awesome. I'm going to have to check it out. I always get some really good ideas from some great books from these shows. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. All right. So, Miss Jenny, you're in a completely different um, environment because you're in a much more social type of a business, but you still have to run the operations of your business. So do you run into time management issues or do you get everything done all day long, every day and look as gorgeous as as you do right now? (laughs) No, I don't get everything done every day. Uh, Not luckily, Christine and I's situation is a little bit different because my child, my my daughter is is grown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Challenging for women, especially the teenage years. Because you always think when they're little, that's when you need to be at home the most. And oftentimes I think it's when they're in their teenage years that we as moms realize, no, my presence is very important. Uh, so you do, like we discussed before, the next 10 years are tough for moms and with a growing business. For myself, the thing that I focused on during those years was that she was my priority. 
and then my business was second. It changes as they get older. For me now, with the growth of going into a new market with another studio, uh, we share a lot of the same things. What can I hand off to a trusted employee that I know will, will deliver the experience of customer service in my studios, the behind the scenes management of the studios as the brand grows has got gotten more time consuming. So I struggle with which are these, which of these things are most important today? Um, and what has to be done today? Being a little bit older than Christine, I think I'm now at that point in my life where I realize there's only so we all have the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. A couple of things I do, and you and I have talked about this. uh, I master my telephone. It doesn't master me. My telephone never goes into a meeting with me. It, even if it's a five minute meeting with an employee or if it's lunch with friends, um, I check my emails. At a certain time, morning, afternoon, and evening, uh, I try to manage my Facebook for the studio in the same manner, although that's a beast that I'm learning it needs more attention. <laughs> I mean, that beast is hungry all the time. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you have to make your each and every day count. And I was interested when you said you had things on your list for other people. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, being women, we're, we're looking out for other people, whether it's family, friends, or business mm-hmm. acquaintances. So don't beat yourself up so much about that. Maybe just limit the number of those things that you take on. Well, I think that's what it is. I think I get so excited because I am a people person. So when somebody asks me to do something right away, you know, it doesn't matter if I was in the middle of a really critical task. I'm going to put my task aside and do whatever this other person has asked me to do. And, you and know, I love you, that. You can't, though. Right. Exactly. Sometimes you can't. And I think that's where I do get frustrated is sometimes I look back at the end of the day and I say, I was so productive. I was so efficient. I got all these things done. And then I look back at my to-do list and I didn't accomplish anything that I really intended on doing that day. Mm-hmm. So I think that is where it is, is is that um, making sure that there's some balance and making sure that there is, you know, being able to handle both sides of it, being able to do my own to-do, to-do list, but also being flexible so that when things come up and people do have have questions or, or need something that, that they've come to me as an expert for that I can, you know, I can be able to help them with that. Um, so, but I appreciate you saying that you, um, Jenny are not somebody that uses a lot of technology and a lot of tools. So tell me how you manage. Do you still have a paper calendar? Do you Absolutely. write? Do I, you? I write okay. everything down. Do I write, you? I do my, my, on Sunday evenings, typically I plan my week. Uh, and I used to plan my meals, you know, did you really? Yes. Did you plan? Do you plan your outfits too? I used to. Did you? <laughs> now I pare down. Now I'm getting simple, simple, the interchangeable uh, pieces and parts. Um, and and then yeah, I keep that with me. Uh, I do use my phone for some things, but I only have a Facebook app on my phone. And believe it or not. I still manage to exist every day. <laughs> you know, that might actually be why you do have a better handle on time management. Because on a daily basis, the apps that are on my phone are very distracting. Mm-hmm. And I can spend, I won't even say how much time, but I can spend an embarrassing amount of time doing very insignificant and and not priority tasks because I get distracted 
by some of the stuff that's going on either in social media or just from a, you know, I think I'm being efficient and I can put my whole to-do list on an app. And then I realized, well, during that time, I could have actually checked off two or three things instead of taking the time to put it on an app. So the old paper system, you know, and, and not being distracted by some of that technology, I bet it does free up some of your time. I don't know if it frees up time, but it works for me. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I come back to when uh, voicemail and call forwarding first came into our lives and people were controlled by their, their voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you don't want to answer your phone, you don't answer your phone right. unless you're a physician or in a, uh, a profession where people have to access you right now because of life and death. Mm-hmm. And that's not to minimize what we do, but I really do think that we allow technology to control us as in, instead of using it as the wonderful tool it can be. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we become an instant gratification society. Yes. I know I, I see it in my own. You know, if I text somebody and they don't text me back within 30 seconds, you know, I'm checking my text every two seconds to say, why haven't they texted me back? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I've, I've fallen as into it just as much as I think. You know, I, I don't like that other people have been that involved, but you're absolutely right, Jenny. Most of the stuff that we do can wait. Um, you know, in the insurance business, Christine, you might disagree with that because when somebody needs a quote, they need a right. quote, right. you know, so different businesses, you've got to find what really works for you. And Jenny, you've done a really good job finding what works for you. And Christine, I think you've done a really good job in finding what works for you. Right. And and that's a really good comment. And for Jenny, for you to, to mention that, because I, I think it's don't feel pressure that you have to use the newest app or whatever is out there. I, I think you really have to figure out what you need and and really look for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it can be difficult in these days. I mean, there are so many different opportunities out there. There's so much information out there. And every time I hear of a new app, all of a sudden I, I discard the one I've been using that actually was probably working well. And I try a different one to see if maybe it's just even a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I have yeah. a, a story that someone told me years ago in business. Let's pretend that there's an ant crawling across this table. Okay, the ant's going to, you know, it's distracting. We need to take care of it. What's the most efficient way? You reach over and and you do this to the ant and we're gone. Mm -hmm. It's over. But in our world, we may, you know, well, what kind of ant is it? Let's Google it. What's the best way to get rid of the ant? You don't need a sledgehammer to kill an ant. And so I always use that phrase in my life. What's the simplest way to correct this problem Mm -hmm. or to solve? Or, or to work through this situation. Sometimes you just don't need that sledgehammer. Just reach over and kill the hand. Exactly. exactly. Keep it simple. Yes. Keep it simple. I think you're absolutely right, Jenny. I think we overcomplicate a lot of things. I, I really do. And I think yeah. for us as women, that makes us so much harder on ourselves because yeah. we don't have the newest clothes. We don't have the newest app. We don't have the newest phone. We don't have the newest laptop. You know, if you're Equipment is working for you. If you like the the clothing you're wearing, if you like the car you're driving, we don't have to buy into everything that's out there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask you if you thought that that was more female driven. I think men are with with the technology. No, I think men want all the new toys and the bells and the whistles. And then Mm -hmm. I think it makes us as women feel inept that, well, my phone works perfectly fine. I don't need to upgrade it right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, you do, because this one has more buttons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Christine, you work with a lot of men, don't you? I do. I was going to say that's probably a more male dominated industry. 
You know, it's well, the industry in itself, it, it can be on both the real estate and the insurance side. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we've got a, a, a great team of women that are there, too. So it's, uh, you know, we really don't. And that's it's interesting that you say that, because in our environment, that's something that we, I guess, really don't really think about, um, even with the communications um, the meetings. Uh, so we're really fortunate to, to really not have that differentiating factor. That's awesome. Well, and working with your husband too, it probably reduces some of that gender, those gender roles because you're both in the business together. Absolutely. And I think that, and that's a great point because we really focus and emphasize with our team is, you know, not really to really focus on everyone's strengths and to build your team, whether or not it's a project or, um, or maybe a certain situation, a building uh, that you really want to surround yourself with people who have strengths where you're weak. So mm-hmm. that's what we really focus on is just really complementing each other. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'm going to ask another challenging question, and then I think we're going to be close to the end of our time. So um, I'll start with you, Jenny. Um, what challenges you on a daily basis? What still what do you still struggle with on a daily basis or what scares you on a daily basis? I struggle with people being unkind to one another. Really? That's my biggest personal and business challenge. In my studio, we have two rules. We don't tolerate mean girls. Everybody, I think, knows what I mean. Mm -hmm. And Cinderella never has a bad day at Disney World. So for (laughs) our customers... Well, you don't want to pay $35 and come in and somebody's either unkind or is having a bad day. You probably had a bad day. You want to come and do something fun. But this also translates across my team. We are there to support one another. Women, I I have male artists also, but it is so important to me that we as women take care of each other and be kind to one another. It doesn't cost us one penny to be kind. Mm -hmm. And given today's political climate, I just think that if we all just step back and remember, we're all humans. Mm -hmm. And if we can be kind to one another, we can get past any differences that we have. Yeah. For me as a businesswoman, I want every business person to succeed. Mm -hmm. Uh, My fears, quite honestly, I really don't have any fears. And that's what I try and import to younger women. Mm-hmm. Be fearless mm-hmm. because you, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you die. And in business, you don't die. That's true. That's Absol- absolutely true. Absolutely so just true. be fearless. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously be um, prudent and financially sound and mm-hmm. arm yourself with the education and the skill set that you need. But don't be fearful in this world. And then for me, it's the challenge of being kind. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's such a great message. I mean, life is tough. It is. Uh, A lot of what we do with powerful women of the Gulf Coast is to remind women to have confidence. And it's Mm -hmm. sad that we have to do that. I wish women naturally carried confidence around. Because Um, we're so many times, I think, from young age up, we're not kind to one another. And so it beats up on women's confidence that, you know, I, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not right. pretty enough. I'm not smart mm-hmm. enough. We all have different talents. And if we would just be kind to each other and mm-hmm. support each other, like you were saying, find the strength and play to those people's strengths on your team. Right. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible message. Thank you for sharing You're that, welcome. Jenny. You're That's welcome. amazing. Let's all be more kind. What a simple, what a simple way to be. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. We should end there. I was going to say, it's like really hard to go somewhere else after that. Yeah. But I want to hear what you have to say too, Christine. What scares you? What challenges you? What what really worries you um, out there in business on a daily basis? Um, that's a good question because I, I live in one of the one of the things I thought about was that the daily mantras, and um, I heard from a mentor that. Um, just to whatever it is that you're faced with, just to go ahead and do it, do it afraid, do it now. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things in personal or business life that will challenge and get you out of your comfort zone really fast. And it's so easy to revert back to what's comfortable and what's technical and where you feel that you can just get into your little flow. And sometimes you just, whatever it is that scares you, just do it, do it. Because once you do it, it's not as bad as you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Be fearless. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's exactly what it comes back to you is just whatever comes your way. It, it's okay. You're uh, Jenny, you're right. You're not going to die. No. Mm-hmm. Not unless someone's asking you to jump off a cliff. That's completely right. different. Well, yeah, that's a little scarier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might not be able to. Get past that fear. Absolutely. But, you know, even, and I'm faced with this a, a lot of times with our business and the different, um, different things that we're thinking about. A lot of it is new territory. And it's so easy to say, you know, gosh, this is so uncomfortable. Maybe we shouldn't do this. And, mm-hmm. um, that's not, that's not fair to you. And it's not fair to your people. It's not fair to anyone around you. Yeah. And there's always going to be something new and, and you just have to just take it up, take it head on. Absolutely. And as you were talking about that, it made me, it reminded me that when you're in your comfort zone, you're probably not living at your true potential either. Absolutely. You know, it, it, we had to, this morning, we gave a presentation for a potential grant that Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast is in the, in the running for. And, um, whether we get it or not, you know, the, the good thing about going through that process is it causes you to be scared and it causes you to really look at what you're doing and really evaluate things. And I'm grateful grateful for that opportunity. Obviously, I hope, you know, that we that we do um, get the grant. But even if we don't, it's given us the opportunity to really step back and to be scared of something and to, you know, and to and to and to hit, you know, hit those challenges and 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 take it from for what they are. And and I could have done a horrible job at the presentation this morning, or I could have, you know, gone in there and just been confident. And, you know, by doing that, it allows me to stretch and grow a little bit more. Um, no matter what the outcome, it, 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 when you, when you live from a standpoint of, of fearlessness, you do tend to, to really live to your true potential. You're not going to take it easy and you're not going to go, well, I could have really, you know, tried harder, but I didn't. When you're fearful, you're going to try as really hard as you can. Absolutely. And it, you know, um, and I used to think this, and I'm going to speak for myself on this, is sometimes when you watch someone go through something and, and they make it seem so easy, well, they were afraid at one time. Mm-hmm. I think we're all afraid. And it's a misconception to think that there are some people who are just have, that were born with the gift. Yes, we all have gifts. But there's a lot of things that scare everybody. And mm-hmm. if you can just overcome that and know that you're going to be a better person at the end of the day, once you cross that challenge, once, once you take it on, that that just opens you up to take on, you know, just more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of tying back to what we talked about at the beginning. Remember, we talked about mentoring mm-hmm. and we talked about um, how, an, how important it is that we're leading by example. And if we don't take those take those fears and jump into them, we may not be setting an example for another woman that's right there ready to do the same thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this has been amazing. Y'all have been the the most phenomenal guests. I think I've gotten a ton of information out of this session today. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. Christine, thank you so much for sharing your information. Jenny, thank you for coming as well. You're welcome. And um, this has been a great time. Thank you thank so much, you. ladies. Thanks. It was fun. Good, yeah. good. Well, this has been Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, our Women in Leadership show. Uh, sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio. And if you want to hear more about our organization, visit our Facebook page. It is called Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. And our website is PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. And we hope to have you attend another one of our Women in Leadership shows where we have some more fabulous guests and really get into some more business topics as well. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.